You are warmly welcomed to listen to WDBE Talks, the podcast for the world of digital built environment. We invite you on a physical and virtual journey from Helsinki to Tallinn to celebrate the forerunners of the digital built environment. Hello and welcome to WDBE Talks. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Niknaz Aftahi, CEO and founder of AEC Plus Tech and of course a keynote speaker at WDBE 2022. Niknaz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Arnie. Thanks for having me. Yes, we have actually talked uh, previously uh, about AEC Plus Tech, but perhaps we could now start with uh, with you telling about your path to becoming a construction technology advocate. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I'm trained as an architect and I received my Bachelor of Architecture in Iran at the BIHE. It's a Baha'i University. It's an underground university. Baha'is in Iran cannot go to university because of their belief. Um, so I studied there. And then I, when I came to the U.S., I completed a Master of Architecture at UC Berkeley. After my thesis at Berkeley, I worked with a computer scientist and developed a computational system for, I was designing this public space and I, we were offering the most optimal locations for public spaces in Tehran. And that's really when I became very interested in the potential applications of technology and design. Um, and I just loved it, loved what we were proposing. And then after school, I worked as a designer at a couple of architecture firms here in the Bay Area, and then five years at uh, ELS Architecture and Urban Design in Berkeley. So it's a great medium-sized firm with wonderful people, beautiful projects, but um, you know, like um, any other fresh graduate, when you graduate from school, academia, you're doing so many like awesome research and exciting projects. And then when you are working as an architect, you often, sometimes you get a bit frustrated by the very slow pace of traditional design and procurement workflows. Uh, you know, the repetitive task of putting a design development set together, like a construction document set together. These are the terms that we are using in the US, like DD, CD, CA. CA is the construction administration phase. And it's basically repeating the same things over and over for different projects. And I, most of the time, felt like my brain was shut off uh, unless I was involved with the conceptual design phase of a project and I was actively designing something. Um, but our principals at ELS were very open to introducing new tools to our workflow and learn about new technology. And they, when they saw my passion about that, they let me start a design technology committee, a design technology group with champions. We had three champions, three streams, computational design, sustainability and visualization. The committee kept growing in the office and we worked on many different initiatives. And that's when I realized that there's so much innovation happening out there in the world, in the built tech world. But unfortunately, most of it is still unknown to the industry. And I became very interested to learn more and more about these new tools. I understand that you you you, you have a certain vision, I, I would imagine, that drives you. Can you tell us about your vision? Sure, yeah, you know, my vision um, is really creating a community and a searchable like database or space where everyone can easily and instantly learn about 
new innovations that is relevant to their work and can benefit their work. You know, we all know that the building industry just moves so slowly, contributes to 40% of carbon emissions, and everyone is working in such a siloed fashion. And I think part of the reason is that uh, for professionals, it's not easy and it's not so accessible to learn about new you know, products, new solutions that can benefit them. Some time ago, I talked to, uh, to the AIA design committee that I'm part of here in San Francisco. I talked to hundreds um, small and mid-sized firms, and I realized that each of them is doing things completely differently. <laughs> you know, they each have a different workflow and take a stack for their work. Um, and that should really start to change with the availability of more AC, you know, exciting tools and um, technologies and the increasing affordability of um, these tools and, and various size firms really like even a two people like I don't know 10 people residential firm can um, I'm sure benefit uh, certain you know um, products and solutions and we also have to respond to the growing client demand and growing regulations like for example now you can't build a building in New York City without submitting a BIM model and this, of course, had huge you know, implications on how architecture firms are working now in, in New York. And of course, a burden for software companies to produce software that can be easily adopted. So, you know, having said all this, Arnie, though, if you're not a large resourceful firm, you can sometimes afford highly skilled design technologies and ask them to spend most of their time exploring and testing new programs. Um, so, and, you know, like I said, small and mid-sized firms don't really have the resources to do this kind of research. They're always kind of busy meeting deadlines, pursuing new projects, and yet they're building the most important parts of our city, you know, ordinary apartment buildings, commercial spaces, car parks, hotels. And I'm sure these buildings can be built better using new tools and software. And my vision is helping these mid-sized and small-sized firms find the right tool for their projects. Since you have been uh, studying technology and, and using it as well, can you mention that as the best use of digital construction technology that you have encountered? Yeah, it's actually really hard to pick one. Um, it's a great question, though. You know, there is an, there's an increasing number of exciting case studies that uh, people are submitting on AC Plastic. Uh, and they are featuring the use of digital construction technologies. And for each case study, we'll list the names of tools that have been used in the process, as well as the firms and individuals that have been involved. And I really get excited about every single one of them, I personally, you know, the, wow, this is really exciting, this is really cool. But if I want to pick one, I'd pick the use of digital fabrication and specifically 3D printing in uh, constructing homes. It's really exciting and fascinating to me how the quality of printing has significantly improved over the past couple of years. Um, you know, I think that 3D printed homes are now very, are not very affordable, but definitely more affordable than before. And the more and more companies are working on them. And of course, there are still issues that have to be resolved, like heat loss, material selection, but the progress is pretty impressive to me. Definitely, yes. I, I think that we are just at the beginning of that technology, but already we are seeing re really interesting applications, uh, for example, in affordable homes. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. And you know, I think the development in the prefab and modular construction is also very interesting. You know, like you know, I mentioned earlier, the construction sector is responsible for almost forty percent of carbon emissions. But the less time a project takes, the smaller its environmental impact, which is great. Well, you have uh, already talked about AEC plus tech, but can you tell us what what it is and who who uses it and 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 where where can we find it? Yeah, for sure. That's my favorite topic. <laughs> I can talk about it for hours, but this since the time is limited, um, just gonna give you a quick overview. Um, so prior to starting AC Plastic, my co-founder Kevin and I interviewed a number of AC firms, and we found out that to discover new tools and technologies, technologies, the vast majority of people are just talking to who they know and ask them, you know, basically ask people in their network what they're using. And that may or may not be the right person. You know, it's very insufficient, time consuming, often inaccurate. And it basically relies on anecdotal data. So we realized that while a lot of innovation is happening in the industry, in the space, in the building tech space, but there's still no easy way for the majority of professionals to find and compare new software and technologies. So based on our data, only 1% of firms have a designated person or team function as a technologist who are either making in-house tools, you know, or they are just learning and adopting uh, new products from outside. So that means that the base case, case scenario from the 800,000 AC firms in the US, only 8,000 have a design or construction technologist or a person who is learning this. Um, things in-house and the rest of the firms are just like basically falling behind. So, uh, you know, they, they lack the time and money to, they don't have the resources to test new things. And um, so, and you know, it's, um, it's important that, so there are like events, the ways that other ways that people find about these tools that people go to events and sometimes they are lengthy, they're expensive and um, you know, many, most firms don't really don't have the resources and budget to send someone to these events. So with AC Plastic Platform, we are providing a basically a centralized online resource and a database for users to keep up with the latest and greatest and discover these like uh, innovations and then see the real world applications, you know, these use cases, these case studies of these uh, new tools in the AC space. And we basically help AC companies find the best tools and tech for their practice. And we also help tech companies find the right customers for their innovative solutions and software. And the, our goal is to become a one-stop shop for finding the best AC products. And we want to be a thought leader rather than advertising particular tools. So we really want to remain unbiased and uh, don't don't promote something like specific. We um, think that it's you know the right time to engage uh, mainstream design and construction companies with the world of disruptive technologies to help them find the most relevant tool to their own practice based on their budgets, based on their project budget, based on their project size, the type of work they do. We want them to find whatever is relevant to their work. Where can we find it? What is the the URL? Yeah, sure. It's aecpluspick.com. There is a lot of technology around and, and more is coming every day. But um, 
What are the most important things that we as an industry should learn about technology? Yeah, that's another great question. So I think technology, so one of the things that we as an industry can learn is that the one of technology's greatest gift is the ability to scale, to scale ideas and knowledge. So unlike our industry, that competition and secrecy are really inherent parts of it. There are only a few companies, you know, that win each project and get to design or construct it. And I think because of that, we do lack an openness in our practice to scale towards adjacent industry. So most of our work is just like a one-off set of drawings and a server somewhere, a bunch of code that we never want to reuse. And finally, a luxury product, you know, in the form of a building. So sharing learnings and scaling ideas is not part of our industry and it's definitely something that we can learn from technology. And you know, the concept of open source, for instance, it's it's been around in the tech world forever, but it's very new in the building you know, sector. And um, so it needs openness of our practice, unlike anything we've seen before really. So, um, I mean, of course, some clients may not feel comfortable sharing their information. We all understand that. And many projects are confidential, but it never hurts to ask the client if they're okay with sharing the data. We can always explain to them that we need the data set. It's very important. I was talking to this researcher from Autodesk, and he was saying that even at Autodesk, they don't have access to a lot of public data sets, a lot of data sets. And um, even researchers and data scientists are still incredibly limited in the AC space compared to other fields like medical field or food industry. So it, it's definitely that to improve a 3000 year old profession, we should remember that we have a lot to learn from the tech world and we also have a lot to teach them. The lesson from tech world is that it's not gonna be about one particular tool or one particular piece of technology that will take over and we will all solve to be used to solve all our problems. That's not really true, that won't happen, but it's rather the interplay and integration, you know, of different products that is the future. And then these tools can hopefully, you know, communicate and work with one another. So that's why I never see AC plus tech community members like all these companies as competitors. Um, I always think all these like tech companies have to work together to collectively revolutionize the industry and the current workflows. So it's not just about prefab or it's not about algorithmic design or robotics that is the answer to all our problems. So the solution is really all of them. Do you think that we uh, or companies in general uh, have enough, uh, let's say, um, knowledge and skills to to cope with the technology? As you mentioned that only a, a very small percentage of companies actually have somebody dedicated or a team dedicated to 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 developing and implementing technology. But is that do you think that we get enough education, for example, nowadays? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. No, I think it's not enough, especially for, you know, like I said, the smaller size firms, medium size firms. Cost is always an issue. You know, they always have to um, run after new projects. They, it's, the fear is always there that what if the, the next pursuit won't work, uh, meeting deadlines. So people are just too busy to look for new tools that can 
you know, improve their workflow. So, you know, education is important. Building communities is definitely very important. You know, I was talking to a number of um, small size architecture firms in San Francisco, and they were sharing with me how they have a small community of, um, I think, hundreds small size architecture firms who get together monthly and talk about their, you know, challenges, technology, what everything basically, like hiring all. And they were telling me how this community is the most important resource for them because they can easily, you know, share their challenges, hear stories of also tech-related learnings, you know, um, moving from CAD to Revit. Does it, is it worth it for residential projects like Archicad, like all, any, anything? And they were telling me how this community, so building, being part of these communities, whether it's a group of our friends or people in our network or similar size firms, we want to like share our work with, our learnings with, it's, it's, it's very, it helps a lot to inspire us to use new products. WDBE twenty twenty two is celebrating the forerunners of the digital built environment and awarding them in eight categories. So, if you would be a judge, to whom or what would you give an award uh, in in any of those categories? Yeah. So all the categories seemed intriguing to me. I loved all of them, and if I was one of the judges to pick one, I pick a solution that is either improving an existing process or workflow or has the potential to transform a process entirely. So it doesn't matter if it's solving a small or big problem, but it should be tackling a real world problem. I mean, you know, when I talk to the founders, the, these companies that are part of the AC Plus community, I love those founders who are truly passionate about solving a problem that they have lived. You know, they, it, it's basically the bottom of approach versus the top down approach. So most, I think most successful founders and most great products um, come from people who have hands-on experience in either design or construction. And they, at some point of their life, they got frustrated by, you know, some issue or problem and they now really want to solve it. So I award one of these products. You are going to be a keynote speaker. Can you tell us a bit about what you're planning to cover for your talk for WDBE? Well, I honestly, you know, I haven't decided fully yet, but I've been thinking about it. And um, I think most likely I'm going to share my AC Plus Tech story and a little bit about my background. And I'd love to talk also about some technology trends that I see in the AC space, how firms are using them in the practice. I mean, firms that I talk to and I'm in touch with. And looking you know, into the future of AC professionals, I think the software and hardware tools will are gonna change over the coming years. So I'm gonna talk about some of the challenges and some of the success stories of those who are testing and adopting these tools, various size firms, different parts of the world. So you'll be uh, encouraging people to <laughs> try out new things, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do my best, yeah, to do that. Nick Nass, it has been a real pleasure talking with you and uh, I'm looking forward to your keynotes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Arnie. Yeah, me too. I'm very much looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. Join us at wdbe.org.